Friends beyond the binary. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and my patron peeps. How y'all doing, my patron peeps? So what do you say we get down with the show? Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble, getting to sleep, trouble, staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake. It could be thoughts you're thinking about, things on your mind, you know, about the past, present, the future. Thinking stuff, we also call it. Uh, Feelings, anything emotionally coming up for you related to those thoughts or just that are there. So thoughts, feelings, physical sensations. So anything you're feeling physically, maybe it's a change in your routine or your temperature or where you are. You have something coming up that you're anticipating Maybe you don't know what it is, or maybe it's something I haven't mentioned. Whatever is keeping you awake. One, I want you to know you're not alone. There's uh, hundreds of thousands of people listening right now. And while not everyone might know what you're going through, we can relate to it. We know how it feels. And there probably is a couple of people out there that say, oh, boy, yeah, I'm dealing with that, too. So... I guess that's important. I know, you know, it's, it's a little bit too intimate sometimes for me to point out, but, you know, I, I don't want, like, if you're here because you feel alone, and this is weird because it's digital and, uh, you know, a podcast that you can listen to at any time, but I hope you could kind of feel that because there is some truth in there, even though it's mixed up in, you know, ones and zeros. There's other people out there. That that are they're having a hard time sleeping too, and that know what it feels like. What was my point in there? Um, whatever's keeping you awake, I'd like to keep you company and take your mind off of that stuff. Uh, now we'll move into that kind of slowly move into that phase. Uh, so what I'm gonna do, what I propose to do, or what I'm going to attempt to do, is I'm gonna send my voice across the deep dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones, which means my voice is not traditionally good. It's not traditionally sleepy, and uh, it's more distracting. You see, it's a bit of a a voice that's easy to forget. Uh, Sleep With Me podcast. A voice that Natalie and Nat King Cole would never, they would just take out the un, and they'd sing forgettable. His, that was the voice on Sleep With Me. It's forgettable. Or tune out of, but you say, it's not that you're forgettable. Because you're, I can hear your listeners letting me know. And I'm saying, yeah, I'm trying to sum it up, though. But, yeah, I know my voice isn't exactly forgettable. It's partially partially listenable. But unforgettable sounds more, be- you know, <laughs> sounds more better than my talking, uh, my talking, uh, but your voice is forgettable. You know what I mean. I'm try- I am I realize that it's not the exact way to sum it up, and it may feel— I'm not trying to be self-deprecating either. It's more like it's just a fact, you see. 
Yeah, it's not that your voice, I can't forget your voice, Scoots. It's more like I just don't have to listen to it. I say, wow, thanks for say, thanks for really rescuing me there. That was really generous of you. You're right. But I, I, the, the Nat, Nat King Cole and Natalie C- C- Cole did not do a song that says that. But uh, uh, they probably wouldn't because they'd say, who was the song for again? <laughs> they'd say, I'm sorry, what? Uh can't we just do, I thought we, I thought you hired us to do forgettable because yeah, I, I know. Okay. Let's move on. You're right. So I'm going to sit. Oh, send my voice across the deep dark night, lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders and superfluous tangents. You've already got a little bit of a sample of that, which means I'm going to go off topic. I'm going to get distracted. I'm going to get mixed up. I'm going to over talk. I'm going to repeat myself. I'm going to get lost in circular, ovular logic. I may, you know, I may even get, like, I could be lost in a geometric shape, too. I mean, I have, if, if, if I've seen a buckyball that I haven't got lost in, uh, I, that's, that was my pitch to Marvel. They didn't take me up on it. And I said, well, what about this? Like, because the, they, they said, can you drop the stuff with the buckyball? And I said, well, it could be a fundraiser, the buckyball. Could we have, could we do that? It, and it could be in a buckyball. And they said, no. What was your first idea? I said, just giving Bucky a buckyball uh, to play with. Uh, and I said, hello, hello, is anybody there? And they said, they said, I thought you were talking about uh, something else. And I said, once a Bucky, once Bucky and a buckyball get popped in my brain, you know, there's, there, it's, there's, uh, I'm trying to, like, uh, I was trying to f- figure out some way to make a pun with bu- Buckminster Fuller in there, but uh, it did not accomplish that. But anyway, here, what I'm here to do, if you're new, is uh, I'm going to bring the nonsense. I guess that's what I was trying to say. But it's all to keep you company and, and take your mind off stuff so you could fall asleep. I mean, here's the thing. If you're thinking about Bucky... From the Marvel movies, uh, you may know somebody named Bucky. Also, there's a Bucky with two E's that I don't know the name of the place. I don't think it's called Bucky's, but it's a famous, um, it's like Sheets, but it's not where Sheets is. Like a, like a, what do you call that? Like a convenience, like a get convenience, roadside convenience store. So either one of the Buckies, because maybe that other one would take me up on it. Uh, they just give me some gift certificates, even though I haven't been there. Uh, but if you're thinking about a Bucky, could be another Bucky. I don't know any. I'm trying to think of the other famous Buckies, like, but I better with a Bucky ball. Which you say, Scoots, what's a Bucky ball? I say, oh boy. So isn't it some sort of Buckminster Fuller geodesic like? Uh, Picture that Epcot ball, Spaceship Earth, they call it. Well, here's an image. I mean, I don't think anyone could deny it. Uh, you say, okay, is it going to be long hair, Sebastian Stan, or short hair? I say, well, you pro- you choose on Spaceship Earth holding a buckyball. What if I just gave you a video feed of that? Many, Not many people would turn it down. I don't know if you. I don't know what that has to do with anything, but uh, it's one of the many images running through my brain at, at all times. Okay, so what was it? Okay, so where were we? If you're new, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> like, uh, let me just tell you that the reason I make the show 
and is so that you can get some rest. Now, it doesn't work for everybody. It only works for kind of the people it works for because the show's very different. But here's the other piece of news before you check out. I mean, you could leave the show now. If you don't like it, that's cool. But if you're skeptical or doubtful and you're still like, well, let me see where this goes because I could I could go for that. Uh, I say, why? Uh, here's the thing. If I, if I had unlimited resources, I'd give away. You could ride Spaceship Earth with uh, Sebastian Stan and you both get buckyballs. I mean, I'm sure someone's raising their hand. They're saying, I don't think you, like, like just like many times they say, I don't think that word means what you think it means. Uh, and they'd say, shoot, once again, I did it. Uh, so, okay, so, oh, if you're new, give the show a few tries. That's what, like, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people have said. Took two or three tries for me to realize the show will never make any sense. And so then I kind of started barely listening, and it worked from there. So give it a few tries, see how it goes. The reason I make this show, one, kind of like I said at the beginning, I know how it feels in the deep, dark night. Even when someone else is there, even in a full house of people, it can feel pretty lonely. And it's a different kind of loneliness we than what you experience during the day, or, you know, it's a very acute there's nothing cute about it. I mean, nothing as cute as, like, the image of Sebastian Stan holding the buckyball. Or just saying, what if I just had a video of him saying buckyball over and over? Or I guess we say, what are you doing later? Going to the buckyball. Hey, Buck, what are you doing? Going to the buckyball. Hey, Buck, what are you doing? Practicing my dance for the buckyball. You know, you know grouchily. Hey, Buck, what are you doing later? I got to go get some clothes for the buckyball. Uh, so, yeah, that's what I'm doing. We got to go get dressed for the buckyball. I got to get my shoes shined. Hey, Buck, what are you doing? I got stuck in a podcaster's brain. So you got to get me, please get me out of here. Uh, I'm in a muck, I'm in a mucky muck of a bucket. But okay, so whatever. I know how it feels in the deep, dark night. That's one of the reasons I make the show. The other reason I make the show is because you do deserve a good night's sleep. You do deserve a place of respite, a bedtime that you don't have to dread, that you can feel neutral about or even look forward to. And if you get that, whether my show provides it or you could check out other stuff, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no thank you. Uh, you could check that out. Is uh what do you uh what do you call it uh what's that? I got mixed up oh uh if you get the rest you need your life's gonna be more manageable our world will be a better place so that's important to me too because because I know how it feels and because it's important you're important now a couple other things if you're new this is a podcast you just kind of barely listen to kind of like turning the volume down or putting a pillow over your head but still kind of listening in. Now, you can listen, but you don't have to. And that goes with the other part of it is this is not really a podcast that puts you to sleep. It's here to keep you company while you fall asleep. And so uh, it's a little bit different. Like, I'm here to be your friend. Like, you're calling me, your boar friend, your boar bay, your boar cuz, your boar sib, your boar bestie, your boar burr, your neighbor. So I'm here to just talk nonsense, somewhat nonsense. But here's the thing. If you can't sleep, you say, oh, I can kind of listen, though, too, because he's almost just barely making sense. 
And tonight will be a story, too, after the intro. That kind of goes into the structure of the show, which can also throw new listeners off, but it's very specifically designed, the podcast, just to help as many people as it can, because it can't, you know, you know, it can't work for everybody. Uh, but so the show starts off with a greeting, friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. So you feel welcome, you feel seen, you say, okay, this is a little bit silly, too. Then there's a business or support. That's because I want the podcast to come out twice a week for free on a, a, wherever you want to listen to it, whatever podcast app. And the listener support and the sponsor support make that possible. Then there's support for the community around the show, support for listeners. Then there's the intro, which we're 10 minutes into or something. Now, the intro is a show within a show, which can be really hard to separate like a, a little bit mo- emotionally entangled from the su- support part, at least at first, but it serves a couple different purposes. One, it tries to introduce the show, but I go off topic. I get mixed up. I get obsessed with Bucky and Bucky balls and wondering, well, I, I, I mean, here's the answer. Probably wouldn't ask anybody to go with me to the Bucky ball because they'd be too shy and self-conscious. Hopefully I would get invited since I invented the Bucky ball and definitely I would plan my own dance, at least in my mind, but I'm not really good. Like, it wouldn't be a dance you'd see anywhere because you'd say, oh, well, Scoot, that's nice for you. You came up with your own dance there. And I'd say, yeah, I'd call it the, I'd wanted to be the bell of the buckyball ball. I did, but, uh, uh. Oh boy. I think the podcast, we just, the podcast just peaked very quickly and dove down. But I don't know if it'll ever get any better than that by accident. Uh, walking into the truth that that's all I've ever wanted in my life was to be the bell of a buckyball. So, um, what was I talking about? Oh, the intro goes on and on and on, which at first it could be, you could have strong feelings about it. But once you realize, the intro, the reason it's a show within a show is to give you something to do and to listen to as you wind down, get ready for bed, get comfortable, do something else relaxing. The intro is kind of a stage in your bedtime routine. Even if you're only using the podcast and you're not doing anything else, it gives you some twilight or some distance, like a slow landing to ease you into bedtime. So that's the intro. Then there's some more support for the show between the intro and the show. Uh, again, that's just my what I, I kind of feel like is best for the show. Twice a week for free, over 400 free episodes in the feed. Then there will be our ongoing episodically modular serialized story, uh, Spice Friends. And then after that will be thank yous at the end. So all told, the show's about an hour and it's here to keep you company, really, but keep you company in a way that you don't have to listen. To be like a real friend like that, be like, I'm here to keep you company. You don't have to keep me company. I'm here to talk for you, not to listen, to just listen to me if you need to. We've all had that experience once or twice in our lives, and that's really what I'm here to do, whether it was intentional or unintentional. Like uh, this time, it's to- it's in totally intentional. If you want to fall off, fall fall off and fall asleep whenever you want, but you don't have to. And if you're asleep, I'm still here keeping you company. So I'm glad you're here. 
I work really hard. I, you're a nice driver. Really hope I can help you fall asleep. I appreciate you coming by. And here's a couple of ways I'm able to do it for you for free twice a week. All right, everybody. Scoots here. It's time for our episodically modular series, Spice Friends or The Spice Friends, also known in my brain as Big Emojis and the Big Ones. Uh, but I think now it's... Uh, We've been going by Spice Friends, which fits. Uh, so, so you may be new. This may be your first episode. Good news. Episodically modular is really just a long-winded way of saying you can listen to it in any order. Anything that happened before this uh, is a prequel. And I'm going to tell you everything you, you might need to know. So you say, oh, wow, I liked those characters. Uh, so I'll go back and listen to the other episodes now. I might not even hear them. Even if you're a completist, you can listen to them in any order. Uh, but So I just want to take that pressure off you. Now, there is a touch of seriality, but we fix that by me explaining everything <laughs> in a way just like I did with the intro. Very uh, ineffective way that's suiting for bedtime. So Spice Friends is a tale about, about a world just like ours, not that far in our future, where at different times in our our history, big beings have walked around. Maybe they're like uh, lizard-like. Maybe they're furry. Maybe they're moth-like. And they've stepped on people's stuff, you know. And if you've ever had somebody step on, you've ever stepped on something like a pair of sunglasses, or you had someone else step on your sunglasses, I guess it would be the feeling. You say, well, that's frustrating. Those were my sunglasses. And this was happening at a giant scale. You've probably seen it portrayed in movies before or video games or comics or other things. And we live in a world where that would happen every once in a while. It took a while to figure out that, oh, it was related to this certain kind of energy, uh, things with a half-life uh, and not just energy, we use it in offensive ways, uh, not like BB-8 who moves in spherical ways. Uh, this was uh, half-life's, you know, you know what I mean. And once we figured out, oh, wait a second, so the big ones appear when when, when stuff's going on with this material uh, and it causes a lot of havoc. We A bunch of treaties got passed and then they finally said, what if we bury it on an island somewhere? And that kind of worked for a little while, but then, you know, people all, you just like, there's rules, people break the rules. Uh, and then the big ones return to, to different countries, and uh, then uh, President, Smith, Pre, the President Smith and Vice President Smith were running our, the United what was the United States in this story. And the big ones had kind of got out in the world again. And President Smith had been in contact with Planet Zipper. And President Smith was trying to stop uh, these different big beings from dealing with Earth and stuff. Uh, and President Smith had to make a couple hard choices. One kind of uh, had to like, uh, cause a separation of like Nevada and California from the rest of the United States. Thinking that would take care of this one um, big uh, dinosaur-like being. It didn't work. Then President Smith had a kind of a serum or something or beam that changed President Smith into a big one. 
Now, if it was a movie, President Smith and this big one would have, like, done a little dance-off. But instead, President Smith faked out the big ones and got them all to go to Big One's Island to kind of do their dance-off there. But what they didn't realize is that uh, Planet Zipper had, like, this, uh, what do you call it, a hibernation ray that caused our entire planet to go into hibernation. And the big ones, since they're so big, they stay in hibernation longer. Worked out pretty good. So everybody woke up from hibernation. They're trying to come up with a plan to deal with the big ones when they came out of hibernation. President President Smith had sent a team of astronauts to Planet Zipper. Meanwhile, uh, socio, uh, what do you call it, like uh, international diplomacy and that kind of stuff had some complications. In a world where everybody's asleep and all that kind of stuff. So there's different um, governmental structures at this time. But then Vice President Smith, she became president not of the United States, but of this uh, CN, the Collective Nations. Which we, like, in short term, pop culture, you'd call it president of the world. She was now president of the world. Technically, though, only the, like... uh, the, the nations that were working together cooperatively. She was waiting for the, she knew the big ones were going to wake up soon. And she was waiting for this astronaut to return from planet Zipper or astronauts. Finally, the astronaut gets back and the astronaut, she says, okay, what's, do you have more of that serum or what are we going to do about the big ones? And the, the astronaut basically said, well, did you get my instructions to, to, uh, slowly create a, a like a serial company and a children's television company with uh, these these popular uh, characters and she said we did actually we did and the the the, the astronaut said great because that's going to be the foundation of how we stop the big ones and she said i'm sorry what and he said don't worry about it uh and she said, well, that's my job as president of the world. Uh, and he said, well, you're going to have to hope that this works. And meanwhile, now that what, what uh, we didn't know right away, but what makes sense is that, of course, there was one other last gasp measure the president of the world could take. But it, like to get rid of all the big ones, because, you know, the people were thinking about it. And the last gasp measure was uh, something related to the, um, what do they call those plates that the Earth's on? Intercontinental plates or whatever. And, you know, stuff that makes fireworks type of thing. And they said, okay, if you do that, it'll get rid of the big ones. They live on an atoll. Technically, big one's island, but big one's atoll. And but the side effects would be, you know, you're messing with plate tectonics, so it's going to disrupt. Uh, could big farm a lot of people on Earth uh, and disrupt everybody's way of life? But it'll get rid of the big ones. Uh, and President Smith said, "Well, this is uh, that's a pretty big uh, decision for one person to make." And but they said, "Yeah, the big ones could be wreaking havoc everywhere." where this would just wreak havoc, uh, and she said, everywhere. 
So it was an argument, you know, because some people, like President Smith's cooler head prevailed for the most part. She said, I don't know, let's just see this out. But meanwhile, she said, okay. But the, she goes, you don't, so again, you don't have any, sir, you don't have any kind of ray or beam. And the astronaut said, no. And she said, what about Planet Zipper? Are they going to, and the astronaut said, have lost contact with Planet Zipper. And she said, could you be more specific on your plans? And after a couple episodes, uh, the astronaut said, yeah, here's the plan. Through, through teaching children song and dance and acknowledging feelings about stuff, something might just happen, maybe won't happen, and that'll help us deal with the big ones. And President Smith had a reaction like that. Uh, oh, boy, that'll be interesting. Now, meanwhile, it turns out, I mean, it was really about hope. Uh, the person said, you've got to hope and trust this works out. And uh, President Smith said, okay, but that's not exactly, is that what leadership is? I don't know. I mean, I would interject here that I said leadership is holding that in balance and, and, and with the other stuff uh, and then making a decision from there. So, but it turned out the astronaut was right in some sense. So they did it a couple times. It didn't work. Then they did it one time and uh, cinnamon spice came. Moth breath was the first uh, big one to wake up. Cinnamon spice and moth breath uh, exited planet Earth together as a unified being or something. Uh, Then there was another one. uh, I can't even remember anymore. Garlic and... uh, Oh, like a, a bog, a bog buddy, and uh, garlic dealt with garlic and bog buddy fused and became kind of their own plant or something or maybe something. So it worked a couple times. So I guess we live. That's kind of what where the story's at. We're in the middle of it. Uh, we live in a world now. Big ones are waking up on Big Ones Island or Big Ones Atoll, and. Uh, President Smith has this choice still. Do we keep using this uh, kind of somewhat unreliable method that seems very strange of uh, creating children's programming? Oh, because there was this whole theory, manifestation theory, that said that the the, um, stuff with half-life doesn't just cause the big ones or attract big ones. Our feelings about stuff with half-life being used offensively creates the manifests the big ones. So instead of being some sort of interdimensional portal or coming from another world, I don't know, by like a jet plane or something. And I mean, obviously President Smith said, I'm sorry, what? So they just manifest out of thin air? And the astronaut said, well, I don't understand how it works. Uh, it's a theory. It's called the manifestation theory. And President Smith said, you know, how's that valid? And they said, well, if you can manifest big ones that step on stuff, uh, Planet Zipper says, wouldn't that mean you could manifest uh, friends uh, through a similar process? And it turns out, in I guess, in an unreliable way or inconsistent way, it's been proven to be true. Now, again, we may be proving, a th- like we may be using whatever you do when you say, oh, this proves that. And you say, no, they're unrelated. But I could see why you'd think that. So I do have to put that in you know, perspective too. But so I think that's where we're at. We live in a world where President Smith's trying to decide 
do we keep doing this or do I use this one solution I have? Because it's not going to be any good once all the big ones wake up and leave big ones a toll. If they do, that big solution only works when they're all on big ones a toll. And by the way, all the know-it-alls in the world are saying, what are you waiting for, President Smith? Uh, you know, do it. Uh, and... Meanwhile, the astronaut's saying, let's just keep making these things. Teach children to express their feelings through song and dance. And again, I'm simplifying it. And uh, maybe good things will happen from there. I mean, good things are going to... And I think what really we say, okay, why is it inconsistent? I say, well, because it's hard to believe any of that, right? And But when you're really going into it uh, as a part of the process, if you're actually teaching the children, that's what's kind of hard, counter... I don't know. It's, I guess it's counterproductive in a sense. If you if you let go and be a part of the process, then it kind of works. But, I mean, how could you be let go and be a part of the process when you know the end result you're trying to achieve, especially when it's a giant, spice-based being dealing with some sort of other giant? Uh, so not an easy situation to be in. But when you have a giant cinnamon spice on your side, you say, okay, I know all's going to be well, too. So without further ado, what do you say we get here with our Hollywood announcer, Mr. Antonio Banderas? Uh, thank you. As the ladies, the gentlemen, the boys, the girls, the friends beyond the binary. It's time to get spicy. Yeah. It's time for another episode of Spice Friends. Ooh, that's spicy. Thank you, Antonio. That's Mr. Antonio Banderas. We're going to play a little, um, I don't know what we're going to play. Uh, Hopefully for the next, like, 45 minutes, we'll be playing laying silently without moving or breathing loudly or smiling uh, you know, or whatever other charming things you do that are, you know, that can be picked up by the mic that, uh, you know, back when I could just have you sit in your car still somehow, even over zoom, even when we're supposed to zoom later, I can somehow hear him being charming, but I appreciate that he <laughs> drives from Los Angeles here just to record these things on a totally voluntary basis. Beyond my understanding why you ever come Antonio. But I do appreciate it, even though I show my appreciation by creating gripes. Uh, it's time for another episode of Sleep With Me. <laughs> Some spice friends. Uh, this is like the, I'm just laughing because Antonio patted me because he said that's pretty much the most honest I've ever been with him. So I'm touched that I was touched by Antonio Banderas. Uh, this is Spice Friends. Thanks, everybody. Okay, this is, uh, oh, wait, I'm supposed to say something. This is a president of the world here, which I would never say, except that you told me that you'd know it was me if I said it was president of the world. And I guess I mean, because I'm not technically president of the world, I'm president of the Cooperative Nations, which is not the world, and only people will say it represents the entire world. It does not. I mean, I do, I am president of nations around the globe, around planet Earth, uh, so I am proud of that. It's not that I'm not proud of being 
president. Uh, technically, it's not even president, but whatever, in he- the head of the cooperative nations. But sure, this is President of the World Smith, and I'm recording this message, but I'm hoping that you're listening to it. <laughs> Funny, huh? But listening into it, possibly, which I know is possible, or you're listening to the recording. So ideally, you're listening to it now or soon after, though there's no way, even though I paused on now, that you could send me a sign that you were listening into it. But you're hearing this, you know that I've been uh, escorted by, I'm an unwilling participant in a excursion to Big Ones Atoll. My escorts, we could say, are a team of representatives from the non-cooperative nations, uh, as well as some members uh of my own cabinet, uh, who have decided that my decision-making is not in line with theirs. And they've said their decision-making power is greater than mine or more enlightened or better, that they're seeing things clearly and I am not. And again, this was something we anticipated. It was something even my father had talked about once he learned when the big ones returned because he said, wait a second, no one had to, there's these kind of programs going on underneath the surface. I'm supposed to be president of the United States and know about this stuff. And if I had known about it, I would have put a stop to it and the big ones would have never returned to, so, well... Uh, so I'm here, <laughs> I'm laughing because, oh boy, is it enjoyable with my escorts and they have a plan to, uh, they've made a decision to have me activate, uh, deep in the earth's crust, uh, the device below big ones, a toll that will cause uh, some new continental drift, uh, is what we're presuming, or some continental shifts uh, in the tectonic plate system, resulting in uh, right below Big One's Atoll. So it, it, uh, scientifically, I think they said that the, like, uh, the device has multiple backups itself, and so the, this is, it has a high likelihood of success but it's a high likelihood of success that uh well it's also like uh, it's going to happen if this device is activated i as president of the world the people that look to me for leadership or whose interests i'm supposed to act on behalf will be negatively impacted and as well as the Earth and the Earth's crust. And I see, well, we've gotten into a lot of big messes. Should we really be messing with plate tectonics? Uh, But they don't really care about the cost anymore. They are, uh, and I guess this is just my words for it, in full, they're in full limbic mode, even though they don't realize it. They think they're thinking very clearly Maybe they are from their perspective, and, you know, this is like uh, one of those privileged things that uh, they think, at least, uh, that they're going to escape 
any and the the, the people they you, you know what I mean they think they're gonna they'll they won't feel any of the effects of it though I've tried to explain to them that uh, it can only be activated while I'm here and that that of course creates a, a disincentive from using it and there's really no way for them. But so, so I think that, but, but again, these are representatives of the representatives, of course. Heroes, uh, they're calling themselves. Uh, so anyway, uh, I can't, I'm already found myself, uh, not using my time effectively to communicate with you, but I hope that gravity and likelihood of their success is coming across in an immediate way. But also I'm making some, uh, I'm trying to figure out a plan and I guess talking it out uh, and maybe moving on from those feelings and those resentments I was having is a part of it. So, because I don't want that uh, decision, I don't think, I guess there's a part of me that's still questioning, is this the best choice? And maybe that makes it even harder, but it's like... Your solution of dealing with the big ones as they awake in a way that doesn't seem to have a hundred, that, that at least is a, a known unknown and choices that still can be made where this is a choice that once made, we don't have any other choices after that other than uh, dealing with the ramifications. So it's like a known creating unknowns or something. I don't know what the, the, the difference is, uh, that yeah, it's not easy for me to take this plunge with you and have hope that you're, uh, that this is going to keep working or even that it worked in the past. Cause we don't really know if any of those big ones are going to return or whatever, even though it seems like they're gone. So it's like something where the outcome isn't clear versus somewhere where the outcome is clear and to them they want the clarity and the choice and the, the easiness of what they feel like is just pressing a button and so i guess i'm going to tell you the first part of my plan because uh, we made camp uh and the, uh, the this is my second recording but hopefully you listen to that first one and you've been planning but we made camp not very far from long feather uh, the long feathery, uh, big one. It is, uh, it's long feather, but I say it's like a long fur and it's long, uh, you know, one of those thin, uh, it's, it looks like it's partially from myth and partially from, well, I guess I've never seen it existing in those, uh, you know, we've seen it in parade celebrations for different New Year's versions of it and in mythology throughout different places in the world. But it's long, it's feathery, a little bit like D-A-R-G-O-N, but not the, the lizard kind. I don't know, but you know what I mean, long feather. And Longfeather is sleeping, circled and circled and circled, very cute, I would say, at a distance. Uh, and I've made a choice uh, uh, that has already, I guess I'm telling you this because it's going to happen, is that Longfeather is going to wake up, hopefully, 
uh, they did allow me to bring, you know, some assistants with me who, uh, they, they underestimated their abilities. And I told one of them, this is the plan, get out of camp, uh, and wake Longfeather up, uh, and you'll, you'll like, uh, then, you know, try to find your way back to us or lay low, but wake Longfeather up. Uh, if you can come back to camp, you know, spread, you know, where, where Longfeather knows, uh, your scent, uh, and maybe follows even better. And so, and because it's Big Ones Island, they're not really watching us super closely other than me. My assistants, they're like, uh, so anyway, so that is, is happening or has happened and they're making their way back to the camp or whatever. We had to do something. So that's a stage one. Now, stage two is, uh, it was, uh, hold on, I'll be back. Okay, stage two, I'm back. Uh, Longfeather is awoke uh, or woken. And that has caused us to pick up a pace because they didn't realize, like, how much the earth would uh, turn. They they had no idea. Uh, My sister made it back to camp, no problem. And we're here, we're waiting for this uh, elevator uh, that's going to take us below Big One's Atoll. It's built into a tree. It was uh, pretty cool, uh, pretty cool design. It's not really a tree, though. It's a concrete. It it looks like a sequoia. It doesn't really fit on this island. But they figured that they they actually made a a grove of sequoias, real and fake, uh, to surround it so it wouldn't stick out as much. Then they also had whatever, not important. It's like uh, uh, quite a quite a feat of engineering. But so the elevator is going to uh, open up, and the the door. Here's my plan. Now, if you can help me with this, and you're listening, please do. But currently, our plan <laughs> is to try to jam the door and leave it open. So, unfortunately, and you probably won't want to hear this, but again, you, you've asked me to trust you. Now you have to trust me. And at the same time, start working on your own plan to help us. Uh, but uh, we're going to try to leave the door, leave something to, so the door won't close. Now, I don't necessarily think that's going to work uh, because why? why would they? I'm going to make up a story about the door not being able to be locked uh, or that it'll lock from the inside. So, but if you could leave the door, if you could open the door remotely just in case we don't do that, I think that is possible. So that would be awesome if you, uh, if that's possible. So that's a big part of our plan too, the door remaining open. If it's not open, I will try to send some of my staff uh, to sneak out and and open it later. So if you can't keep it open, it would just save us. So the elevator's here. And I don't know if you know much about this facility under Big Ones Atoll. You know, it's where some of our monitoring equipment is. uh, 
and beyond beyond it, it used to be where they would maintain the, the old devices, and then they've built and expanded from there. And, you know, basically, currently it's just been monitoring, but then it's also where another elevator that goes into the Earth's crust and into the plates is, uh, and that's where the device is. So, uh, yeah, we're going to get on this elevator. I'm just pretending I'm talking to my staff, uh, so we'll be back. Okay, so we're back. I lost the debate about keeping the door open, so hopefully you are able to open the door because uh, as we were going to get on the elevator, long feather came. And, oh, boy, it is, I've never seen something that, that can crawl and fly and is kind of long and thin and kind of does spirals and... Uh, so we had to move real fast, uh, and of course I had to close the door, and everyone went down, we went down, we went down, really quiet on the elevator, obviously, also the elevator was kind of uh, vibrating, and I had to change tactics to tell them, don't worry, that's a well-designed door, uh, Longfeather won't get in, and even then, uh, Longfeather would probably be confused by the elevator shaft. Uh, so we'll see. I definitely could use your help, though. One, keeping that door open. But two, uh, there's strong feelings. I'm having them. I'm trying. I'm, I'm putting them in a place uh, to be dealt with soon. Hopefully by song and dance. I don't know how you could do that. I do know that maybe you could access remotely the monitors and systems inside uh, the building. Most of the staff is gone uh, because uh, that was part of the protocols. Uh, as the big ones woke up, part of the staff left the island. But then due to my unscheduled escort to the island, uh, most of the staff is gone. And, uh, again, they, 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 I don't know. So they, they go, we're down and we're waiting for the device to come up from the crust of the earth or the wherever. I don't know. I'm not a geologist of all my areas of knowledge. And it turns out it takes a while, which they don't, they're very unhappy with, uh, and because we're so far down, we're pretty far from the door, so we're removed from that shaking. Uh, and so their impatience and lack of knowledge, they've tried to find the cameras and to, to see if they could see Longfeather. And I guess I'm trying to wonder if you're even listening to these things, like what other plans and options I have. Because uh, the, that's uh, something I've been thinking a lot about. Is like, what is uh, what other arguments can I make um, to them? And uh, uh, but for the time being, uh, th- like uh, like th- th- I'll just figure it out. Uh, because I told them we had to bring the device up. Uh, that I had to put some stuff into it, program it, and also had to confirm I was me. And uh, so, 
So we'll see. I mean, I guess I'm just waiting, and and uh, I, I guess I'll get some rest. I'll be back. Uh, but if you're hearing this again, it would be great to, to have some broadcasts, uh, maybe even that seems like a glitch or something. All of a sudden, you know, we're trying to pass the time while this comes up from the elevator that, uh, you know, maybe there's some morning shows that uh, someone – Finds access to, I don't know. Oh, good morning, and uh, good good news for us, because uh, they did start playing with some of the, the monitoring devices, and uh, I guess there's a big sports ball game happening in in one of the, the independent states, and... Uh, they wanted to watch that. Uh, then the signal went out, and right now the only thing they can access is uh, uh, we're waiting for your show to start. Right now it's uh, some replays, uh, but it has. It, it, I take that as a good sign. And so we're, the device should arrive here any minute, and I'm going to start working on it. Uh, and I have a plan. And hopefully, I know you probably don't think it's a good idea to keep that door up there open, but I do feel like it's a good idea. And uh, so, yeah, please, please, please do. Uh, okay, so it's me. Uh, pretty strong feelings here now. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice because I'm trying to get ready. You're saying a show is starting soon. Let me kind of give you what's happening down here. So down here, uh, what happened was the device came up. I said, okay, we got to move it here to this middle floor. And it's going to take a while. And they said, this is just, you're just wasting time. I said, no, I'm not wasting time. Uh, do, do, do you want me to get this device ready or not? Uh and I said, if I'm wasting time, go ahead and show me what I'm supposed to do. And they said, you're supposed to, like, stick a key in there, hold your hand on something. And I said, no, there's a series of delays uh, between steps um, so that you could think about the choice that you're making. Obviously, in case we were in a situation like this or just a situation where I was by myself doing this. And I said, those are impossible to override. I thought of that. I made it up, too. It's like, uh, but it makes sense. We should Next time we design one of these devices, that's exactly the plan. But they did buy, buy that, and they said, because I did kind of say, okay, so the device has to actually be assembled. That's the thing. Uh, there's all these parts you, you didn't notice, but uh, because it's so, it's like a it's a very impressive looking thing, but it has these blocks uh, that are actually the elements that are going to be you know that that's uh, going to cause all the reactions. And they purposely chose these elements because they don't have any. Uh, half-life based, uh, you know, the, 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 there's no fission or fusion. This isn't a fission or a fusion device. It's, a, it's something they've been working on. And 
they said, we know that. Uh, and I said, okay, well, you don't know how the device works, though, clearly. And I said, so I also need to think. So please, please uh, uh, let me think. So the device, it has all these things. Like I said, it has a lot of material of this one element, but they're all in these, like, blocks, right, that you're putting together. And that part is true. Otherwise, it won't work. Uh, and I have the knowledge in my head. Of course, there's other places it could put it. So there's different, again, there's different, we don't have to get into the inane details. But I took one of the blocks, uh, and I gave it to one of my staff members, uh, and I said, uh, put this on the elevator to the surface. Hopefully the doors open and, uh, just see what happens. Uh, and they said, no, no, I'll go to the surface and, uh, and, and I said, no, no, the doors open just uh, so we went back and forth. I said, okay, how about this? If it doesn't work, you could go to the surface. So we sent that up, uh, and it wasn't long before Longfeather uh, got, uh, so the door was open. Thank you. And Longfeather ate, the, ate the, the material, which, again, it kind of goes into that feeling theory of yours. Like, this material carries strong feelings. And Longfeather had a strong reaction after eating the material. Like, almost like the elements, uh, whatever, kind of manifest different than your manifestation theory, but elemental uh, or whatever. So Longfellow then came down the elevator shaft and has been uh, making a, a lot of chaos down here now. Uh, the, 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 the team that brought me here did manage to get the device back into the elevator down, even though it's not complete with me and got those doors closed so that I could keep working on the device. Uh, and I'll be honest, uh, now everybody else, this facility is pretty big and it has a lot of good places to lie low. And Longfeather is very distracted by getting in here with me and getting to the the, the, the elements of the device. Um, and so I'm trying to figure out what to do because, uh, and I noticed the show starting and I told my staff uh, to, if, if the show starts to focus on the monitors, uh, and that I will focus on the monitors and we will sing and dance in our hearts and our heads, uh, whatever's happening. So we're going to do that. Uh, also, I'm not going to assemble the device. I keep going back and forth, to be honest with you. Uh, what I hope to do is uh, to, get, to get the device uh to get rid of the device, uh, to get it up to the surface as far away from the Earth's crust. If it's on the surface, uh, there's not much it can do. And maybe I can do that if there was a distraction, and maybe Longfeather would even go to the surface too. So that's my current plan is uh, to keep the <laughs> I'm dis dis disassembling the device uh 
And, okay, so the show's starting. I'll, I'll be back. I'm going to dance and sing in my heart just like your characters are. Okay, so I'm back. Uh, I don't know if you're listening live or afterwards or not at all. I guess at this point it doesn't matter because things are still progressing. And I think all of us feel really good after that. Uh, it's strange how those things work. Uh, but seeing how everybody's feeling, imagining how other people in the room are feeling, dancing that out... Uh, Thinking about Longfeather's hunger and a new food, that was a, that was an interesting take on it. A new food, tasting a new food, a hunger. So all that is, uh, is happening and, uh, well, but it didn't really, didn't really seem to change Longfeather's, uh, uh, thoughts about it. And so... Again, I'm trying to figure out, uh, I'm just hoping, I'm trying to communicate with them that are in the room because they keep telling me what to do and to hurry up and uh, to just send it down. And uh, I'm trying to figure out, I, I, I mean, they. Uh, it seems like their feelings were a little bit abated by everything, but but not totally. So right now, status is, uh, I'm not sure. I mean, we're feeling better about things. Oh, wait a second. Now, now that, now I'm thinking of something. So what if I, they don't like, I'm going to propose, uh, that we, uh, they, we try to distract a, a long, long feather long enough so that I can get a piece of the device out, uh, and we could try to get long feather to the surface. So that's going to be the current plan is, uh, oh, wait a second. Now something else is happening with the elevator. It's like a strong smell, like a citrusy smell. It seems like there's something green coming in through the giant elevator doors that go to the shaft that are open it's like a, is that a rolled up leaf uh, that kind of rolled itself up so it could get down? It is, uh, okay, that's a giant leaf uh, that's just in my head uh, because that's a character and uh, Spice Friends, uh, of course. So, so if I guess if I'm setting, the, I don't know if you could see a camera in here, but so we have a giant uh Beautiful, long, feathery uh, being and a uh, giant smiling leaf uh, standing in the, the uh, leaf is slow. Well, the leaf was slowly unrolling, but long feather is now uh, embracing in a very, uh, uh, like in a serpentine manner, uh, it's embracing the uh, uh, leaf before it can unfold. We can still see its face, uh, but that's just going to give me enough time to push this entire device uh, to the elevator instead of one piece. Uh, so that's what I'm doing. I'm opening the doors, uh, and I'm pushing it as fast as I can. 
And oh, actually, the the the, the, the lime leaf is mo- like moving in a way to keep uh, Longfeather's attention. And saying, I think it's saying, it's, it's body language seems to be saying, "I see you. I see you're hungry." What did people used to say in 2016? Hangry, they used to say, uh, "Okay, I'm on the elevator." And I'm about to head up, uh, but some of the, uh, some of the, my escorts and my staff are hopping on. Oh, what am I doing? Um, what am I doing is trying to manage the situation the best I can is what I'm trying to do. What's my plan now? Well, we had to get out of there, uh, and so we're taking the device to the surface, and um, okay, you. I don't think it'll work on the surface. Uh, oh, oh dear. So you do know how to set the device up. Well, we can't send it back down there. We're almost back to the surface. So um, uh, you're going to have to come up with some other plan because the leaf and you can feel the building's kind of shaking somewhere down there. Uh, there's a dance off going on between a giant leaf being and a, and a giant, uh, long feathery being. Oh, those are scales. Well, some would say what one person says is a scale and one person says a feather. It's, uh, in, it, like you, maybe you could go down there and double check for us, uh, if you know everything. So, oh, what is my plan? My plan is uh, not to set off the device. It's exactly like, uh, I mean, you're welcome to go back down there. The device is almost ready, and I will finish assembling it uh, when uh, we get to the surface, and we just got to push it out here into the light so I can see what I'm doing. I do have a plan. Don't worry. It does involve the device. But I think that uh, Longfeather's probably going to follow the device, so we do need to get off the elevator. And I realize that you you all want to maintain control of the situation. But it's a, it's kind of like you're going to have to trust me, even though you don't trust me at this point. We're going to have to work together. Uh, because uh, setting off the device is not no longer an option. So here's what's going to happen uh, Anybody that wants to volunteer, I'm going to give you a piece of the device, uh, and we're going to spread the device all over Big One's Atoll as fast as we can while we can. Um, oh, you have oh, so there you go. So if if that kind of thing, that uh, offensive thing you have, uh, you could use that to launch the devices. Wow, some sort of antimatter. Uh, Oh, it's not antimatter. Whatever it is, whatever that offensive thing you have, uh, why don't we take those and we'll launch the, the, the pieces of the device as far as we can. And let's just spread out and uh, and do that before, and then we can hide. Oh, wait, now you're taking, okay, so you're going to take, okay, so we have, oh boy. So we're, even among your interloper group is this split now. So some of us have pieces of the device, and you have what's left of the device, your group. Okay, I understand. 
Oh, and you claim you can know how that you can enact the final stage of setting it off. Okay, well, what would that accomplish at this point? Uh, well, you're going to bring it towards the, the volcano that's now extinct. Uh, okay, well, okay, keep launching those other pieces around the island. And I can feel some activity at the door. Um Okay, there's, okay, so oh, you're headed towards the volcano with that device, uh, and that that last piece, show it to Longfeather, and now fire it uh, as far as you can. Okay, so Longfeather is following that device, uh, or whatever the piece of the device, the element, and uh, I don't know, oh, there's the lime leaf, I, uh, we're we see you, uh, dear one. Okay, we have a bit of a situation, Limeleaf. I don't know if you could hear, if you speak. Uh, I don't know if you are uh, trying to communicate uh, with you. Uh, oh, boy. It seems like the other big ones are waking up, which would tell me that. Uh, okay, so we got to get, uh, like, uh, hmm. Okay, so, okay, here comes uh, Longfeathers coming back, Limeleaf. So here's the situation. we got to get off the island, and uh, Longfeathers coming back uh, after eating another piece of that element. Uh, what do you, you think we should do? Is that the way a le giant leaf being sh shrugs its shoulders? Okay. Oh, you could. Oh, thanks for shielding us. That's one way you could do it. But I think Longfeather is going to learn from that, that bouncing off of uh, the large surface area of a giant leaf. Uh, oh, then I guess you could give it like a Longfeather a paper cut. That might not be the solution that we've seen unfold thus far. What if we take Longfeather? Could you communicate with Longfeather and say, hey, we're going to get. Uh, I know that there's a lot of yelling going on between the two of you anyway. So maybe there's a way we could show, I could show Longfeather. I don't know how Longfeather can't find the device. Uh, that would be really a big meal, the rest of the elements there. Uh, because they're going to try to set it off by the volcano, which I don't think is a, um, a viable solution. Is there a way for you to, um, oh, okay. That's a great idea. So, okay, everybody. So Lime Leaf is going to, you think we could control Longfeather? Oh, boy. So Lime Leaf's going to, oh, you're around. So we should climb. This is a bit like that scene in Never Ending Story. It looks a little bit different. So we're going to ride on the back of Longfeather, surrounded by, like, kind of on a giant, on a leaf uh, that's kind of like a jacket, uh, whatever, saddle. Well, I didn't realize, uh, that's cool that you could use your, we can hold on to the kind of veins within your leaf and they embrace us. This feels good. I didn't realize a, a, a leaf would feel so comforting. Okay, don't worry, Longfeather. We're trying to find the device. It's towards the volcano that way, yeah. And we're going to fly there. And just remember, uh, we're, 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 uh, we were trying to, whatever lesson we learned, uh, 
through song and dance. Weren't you there with us? Uh, we're trying to learn lessons through song and dance. Oh, boy, but I can see all the big ones waking up, and they're headed towards... Uh, seems like whatever that element was, that the big ones are going... It's like they're having those for breakfast. So that's not a great part of... The, that wasn't a part of the plan, I guess. So, so, But that's what's happening. They're headed towards those, and what are we going to do? Okay, there's the device. Uh, oh, you know what? It's a little bit late. I can see there's a red light, uh, and they're running away from the device. Let's go pick them up. Even though they haven't been generous, uh, let's pick them up. And Longfeather, we can't let you eat the device because it's gonna. Um, it's probably going to go. It's going to make some sort of uh, bangity-bang. And you don't want to, none of us want to be near it. Uh, do you think, Limeleaf, that we could get, okay, thanks for picking them up. Uh, Longfeather, thanks for listening. What if all of us pet Longfeather? Because that's what I've been waiting, I mean, I'm, I'm, oh boy, are you soft? Uh, it is fur and feather together. Okay, so just know, oh, now you're circling up higher and higher. This is really fun spiraling. Oh, and there goes the device. Uh, still pretty powerful. Looks like uh, it's created some, huh, looks like Big One's Atoll is uh, splitting in half and uh, sinking into the sea. And the big ones were just getting up and moving. Huh. I don't know. There's a lot of uh, water and stuff. Uh, so I don't know what's happening there. But we got everybody away. And uh, it's uh, really nice. Uh, you know, like, uh, Longfeather, you were so beautiful sleeping. I don't know, you know if you mind me saying that. And... I know somehow, the way we don't understand, you kind of came, you got a taste of another element. Uh, anybody know? Is it like, uh, it'd be great if uh, there was like a place where, like that element is uh, like uh, really, uh, you really had to develop the taste for it, huh, Longfeather? Yeah. Um, I'm just petting you. I'm wondering if, uh, I'm trying to think of where we got that element from. It was a rare one. And I'm pretty sure it was at the bottom of the sea in like one of those like sea vents. Something to do with like the, the bacteria that lives right on the edges of the vents or something like that. Uh, and that was the only place it could be produced. I don't know if you, um... Maybe you and Limeleaf could go down there. I don't know if there's a way for the two of you to work out the mechanics of that. Uh, I mean, I know leaves can float, right? Uh, maybe we land. I actually know where it is because we have, like, a, there's a platform there. That's how we were getting to, like, sending down things. So maybe you land there and uh, let us off at the platform and work together, I'm sure there's nothing the two of you couldn't overcome. It seems like you're getting along. Like, it seems very comforting to be embraced in the lime leaf. Uh, smells great. You both smell great. You're soft. Uh, 
and you could get down there somehow or maybe work maybe we could all work together and the platform's huge maybe you could curl up there oh yeah let's land there see that giant landing yeah and let's uh what if we all keep petting you together and we just rest for now and then you 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 and the lime leaf can figure it out uh, how's that sound i'm petting you so gently so that you could get some rest good night